Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Waddles, Stuart Pierce, David Batty, Gareth Southgate, welcome to Worldy. Oh my god. A quarter final. A quarter final. It's like a podcast of broken no. men. <laughs> Don't say. What, what do we do? We, we weren't ready for this. What do we do? Christ alive. What just happened? I, uh, just a word from our man in Moscow. Thanks a lot, boys. I feel much better now. <laughs> I bet he does. I bet he does. Oh, strong muff. Oh, strong muff. Southy G. Southy G, appropriate Gareth. He came good. Man alive. They don't, don't half put us through the ringer, though, England, right? I mean... Jesus <laughs> Christ. I, 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 genu- I, I genuinely didn't think I could sit through that at all. I mean, when, when, they, when they scored in the last bloody minute of... Yeah. of <laughs> 90 minutes pretty much um, and they'd and, been awful as well hadn't they it was yeah. so frustrating they, the, the, the level the level of shit housery we, on the show yeah. was quite remarkable let's, let's, let's break this let's break this game down into to, to a bunch of components right okay. so let's get the negative out of the way to start with because we want to end on the positive get the can negative I, out of the way before we get yeah. on to the yeah. dissection of the match I just want to capture the moment of how I feel right okay yeah go go, go. <laughs> right, right now because I don't think I've ever I, I've lost a lot of penalty shootouts in my yeah. career yeah, of being yeah. a sports fan <laughs> personally lost personally them. I've lost oh, them yeah. and at the end of last season when Reading lost and we were there at Wembley and they lost in ridiculous fashion having been up in the shootout and then ending up losing yeah. it the, the kind of the kind of psychological toil that has on your mind and that's why when you look in the crowd at the end of penalty shootouts you see children in tears yeah. hugging their parents because they can't take it it's too much to handle it, it, it's one of those things isn't it? Talk, people talk about penalty shootouts as if, if they're a good or a bad way to, to, to kind of like break a tie but at the end of the day they are so fucking and dramatic and and I don't want it I know I know <laughs> but like the emotions in the drama are, are what yeah. make football so amazing and penalty shootouts is that like amplified by 700,000 times <laughs> and it's easy for me to say this having just won a penalty yes. shootout yes penalty, penalty there, there were a couple the other day weren't there that, that as a neutral you know it's 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 all that it's great <laughs> drama it's really exciting to watch but but without when you're not in it, you're on a you're on a different stratosphere to when you're supporting one of the teams that are in it. Yeah. It's completely on another yeah. level. It's, I don't I don't even know how to describe it because this one I think more so I say it now because it's just happened, I guess, but it feels like even more so than other shootouts before. It yeah. it, it was it was emotionally draining. And I think part of that was because maybe we thought we could win this one yeah. and in all the others in the back of our minds we've known we're going to lose but things have changed now I, I, I think we, we went through all kinds of emotions in that game I mean I, I think I think it's fair to say that in the 90 minutes we um, probably should have won um, and that goal that they scored in the last minute was very fortunate um, and and then in extra time I think we you know we, we lost our focus quite considerably particularly in the first first half of extra time 
um, and at times couldn't barely string a couple of passes together. Which, yeah. Which was very frustrating to watch. Um, it almost... We were the better team for, for almost all the game. I, um, yeah. What we didn't do is create that many chances, to, to be fair. you know, We were on top. We had all the possession. We were doing all the probing. Um, Clear-cut chances were sort of few and far between, really. That that was probably yeah. the one criticism. I mean, we, we performed it... incredibly well as a unit, I thought, you know, in terms of the play and defensively people like Sterling and, and Ali will probably get criticised because they didn't do a lot individually but part mm. of that unit I thought they did their job really well so I think generally we did everything right except create that many chances I think it's hard to analyse it you know because so much so much happened you go through so much at the end of that game to the extent that Pickford made probably the best World Cup save I've ever seen yeah and it didn't even get a replay <laughs> on okay. ATP because there was so much going on Andy found it from a foreign feed and we just saw a uh, a video it's, it's, it's it's an absolutely astounding save. It's it's, in, it's absolutely fucking incredible. Yeah. Like he, <laughs> like at no po- at no point should he ha- did he have any right no. to get anywhere near that football. It's quite and, he, and it was whipped in with so much pace, and it was an absolutely fucking incre- incredible yeah. save. It was so good, and and. I was so delighted with him, not just for that, but, but, but for the penalty as well. You actually heard it in the post-match interview, right? He was, he was doing his post-match interview, and he was, he was kind of on the defensive a little bit because he was talking about how, you know, I'm not the biggest, and, yeah, you know... Yeah, it was people, shot Courtois, the, Well, it was, but there was also, it was just also a little bit because there were people talking about, you know, I, you know um, just he obviously felt some of the criticism that he's had prior to this tournament, um, and and so but he started then talking about how yeah I get around the goal and I got my energy and I can do that and I'm good at that um, so I'm absolutely delighted for him because that, that stuff has clearly got to him it's clearly rattled yeah. him um, and so for a young keeper like that to come onto the world stage like that and after the, the the criticism from last week as well for him to come out and play like that with a with a goal a save like that and then a save like that in the penalty shootout unbelievable I'm so pleased I also, for him. I also yeah. think um, similarly for Jordan Henderson. Um, it was mentioned in commentary that, that you know everyone was pleased to him for, for the 120 minutes he was superb I thought he, he marshaled the team yeah. brilliantly his energy levels are just on another planet unbelievably so he just did such a good job so him obviously missing the penalty but then sort of being reprieved by, by England winning was great for him because he's no longer the villain it was one of the good things as well as I saw them when they were kind of doing walking around like saying doing all the congratulations yeah. to the crowd and stuff he always had two or three players around him some of them were like putting their arms around him giving him a bit of a you know like, like high five and stuff like that yeah. and other ones were just like clearly ribbing him and taking <laughs> the mick out of him and stuff like that and it was clearly and that's one of the great things about this unit this, yeah, this team is really such good. a good like team spirit you know that that's not going to hurt him too much now yeah. because we'll have a the, the the thing the problem was though that when he t- stood up to say that penalty all three of us we had a different yeah. vibe we almost knew he was going to miss it there was something about the way that he approached it I think we all knew that was the one that was going to get missed and then when Trippier when Trippier scored an absolutely fantastic penalty oh my goodness like Edlam and it really it really like I was sitting there in silence because I couldn't really take it yeah. until Trippier scored that one and then it was like you come on and that's why that penalty shoot was so fucking amazing as well because because we went behind in it like you know yeah. like we were a breakdown kind of thing so yeah, like to have yeah. done that at the crucial moment and to level it just before the final penalty and, was so wonderful an incredibly timely Wimbledon ref as a, yeah it was, was a, yeah, I thought so <laughs> Um, 
But yeah, that, but that again, that just to talk about um, Pickford saving the penalty as well because it's kind of his, his top arm, isn't yeah. it? He's going down to his right, so it's his left arm, and to get his to get his arm up, so in a strong. really strong hand behind that, similar to wonderful. the Akinfeyev one where he already yeah. gone and he had to go again to get it. Like mm. fucking unbelievable! Like honestly, mad, absolute madness. I can't, I still can't believe it. No, I can't. <laughs> I still, can't I, 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 I'm genuinely like, like just genuinely so delighted in every ounce of my body. It's I amazing. I feel a strange kind of energy. I guess that's adrenaline, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like feeling it rushing, rushing through me still now. And I was really, I was almost brought to tears at the end yeah, because yeah. I just can't. I, I never thought that, like, we'd win a shootout, no. basically. I never thought we'd do it. And what was so amazing about this is be- because of everything that's happened so far in this tournament, right? So we were wonderful. We were wonderful um, in, in, in periods against Tunisia. We absolutely blew a poor Panama side um, out of the water and all the expectation that came with that. And then there was this kind of slight doubt after the Belgium yeah. game. But, but nevertheless, everybody was pleased at the progress England were making, the fact that England were now doing things right to have got to that stage to play a shithousing team full of bastards yeah, oh yeah um, we haven't even talked about no, that yet to, oh do, to do that and to have been pegged back to a goal in, in, in the last minute of the 90 minutes to have gone to the every single narrative that has ever involved England <laughs> yes. in my fucking life yeah. that that penalty shootout would have been a defeat so oh, it yeah. is just another indication of how fucking wonderful this England side is strong nothing yes come on he's strong <laughs> How must he be feeling now? Oh my god, he must be feeling a million fucking feet tall. Yeah, I, he must be. And like, but like, and, and, and that's one of my favourite things about this side as well because he was, you know, he's part of that and he's feeling it with them and, and like he's yeah. there and, and everything, everything is just, just beautifully tied together. It's fucking but, wonderful. But, but what I do like about um, about uh, Gaz Gaz Cakes as well is that he he tends to he I think he puts a very um, uh, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't sensationalize things. So you know, I, th- I think he's very calm in the interview post match. Yeah, he's surprisingly calm. Yeah. I, I think you know he smile he, on his face. A smile on his face, yeah. of course. But he took things in his stride. He, he kind of dampened expectations again. Yeah. Uh, after us winning that, you know, he, he, he didn't. He didn't sensationalize anything. It was. Um, I loved. I loved the initial interview. I think it was Jackie Oatley, wasn't it? Like she. She was talking to Pickford and Dyer, and she said, "Guys." You've won a penalty shootout for the first time in so you know in, in England World Cup history, and you scored the winning penalty, Eric. And he was like, "Yeah, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> it was lovely. It, incidentally, I think Dyer was a little bit fortunate. Oh, it wasn't penalty. a great pen, but it's a great pen, and it goes it, in. It went in. It went in. That's all that matters. But I think I think on another day the keeper might. I think have the keeper almost that. went too hard, and it was yeah. Yeah, it was I, I actually really. think he thought it was going right into the corner. Yeah. Then he realised it, it was, was quite close to him, and he kind of bed. yeah, and then he readjusted himself a little bit and, and got it wrong. But but, but you it's know what? Him in, you know the same thing. David Beckham against Argentina, yeah. maybe not the best pen, but it went in. And at the, at the end of the day, as well, when when things are going your way, when you're playing well, when you're doing things right, yeah. little things like that go your way, yeah. and 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 so I utterly utterly deserved. Yeah, the uh, the uh, Columbia penalty. I can't I can't remember who it was, but he. Uh, I think it was the same. The, I think it might have been the guy that had that long range shot. Who, uh, Back uh, no, you're you're a, yeah. you're a yeah, yeah, that guy. Guys, yeah. So smashed it he smashed it against the bar and. Mm. 
<laughs> I wasn't celebrating at that point because I was like, okay, this is we're back on level, we're back on level pegging, and anyone can hit the bar, right? In a penalty shootout, anyone what? can hit the bar, but it still changes the momentum, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, uh, that is a big it's thing. It's a combination of that that miss and then scoring the next yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. and it, going second as well is so so much harder going second. Yes, uh, yeah. but <laughs> I don't think that's why. Like the road, the emotional roller coaster for such a short period of time. Really, Uribe. Uribe. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the guy. He was the guy that had a ridiculous long-range shot. Yes, uh, and then tried to put it in the same spot and hit the bar. I mean, you've got to feel for those for those Colombian guys that missed. But I was so happy that Baca was the one who basically hit the miss because he was an enormous shit house for the entire yeah. like he came on I don't know at half time or like part way through the match and it was just a disgrace that guy he, he, ran, he was on for about two minutes he got a yellow card yeah oh. yeah exactly yeah I mean, it's shocking behaviour from him and I yeah. think it was only fair that he uh, that he had his penalty yeah and his number, their number five Barrios as well who was an absolute yes. shit he was the guy yeah. that nutted Jordan That's Henderson right. in the penalty right. area yeah. as well and yeah. then he got a yellow card for it yeah for a yellow card like, we, we have been subject to a lot of that kind of shenanigans you know and it's unnecessary I was getting so frustrated as I just play football lads and England did get sucked in for a period of time to, to get involved in it that was that was almost as annoying the England players some of the younger players yeah uh, we, we mentioned Ashley Young beforehand who actually was better had a good game today but people like Lingard you know little silly niggly kicks at people it's no need absolutely and no need it, it was it was great it was great to see Ashley Young diffusing the situation in a lot, a lot of the time so he yeah. was he was kind of pulling players away and having little little words in their ears to try and try and calm them down. I think he also realised that if they're going to play this game, we'll play it as well. Yes. And there was one moment in the, in the uh, far left channel mm. when he went down and stayed down a really long time. Yeah. And I think he was just he was just thinking, look, let's, let's stop fucking this calm this yeah. down. I'm just going to lie here for a bit. I'm going to let the game stop. I'm going to let the referee stop the game. Everything's going to calm down. And I was most worried because up to that period, Jordan Henderson even had lost it a bit and he was tearing around midfield, throwing tackles in, throwing tackles in. I thought, he's not going to be happy until he gets another book in it. Was, it was shortly after his yellow card. You could yeah. tell he was, he was, uh, he was riled up a little bit. And, 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 I, and, I, and I genuinely think that the, the way that Colombia went about the game um, was... A deliberately intended to target the fact that we've got young, inexperienced, potentially hot-headed uh, yeah. players. They definitely, definitely went after uh, Raheem Sterling. Yes. What, right what, from the yeah. word go. What about their coach that yeah. shoulder barged yeah. Sterling Very as he was walking behavior. off the pitch? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, Unbelievable. I, I genuinely think that's because Very Raheem true. Sterling's head goes when he's a bit rattled, and he play, doesn't play as well yeah. when he's a bit yeah. rattled. And they and and their their game against us was totally different. So the second half they did against Japan, when they were fucking incredible lovely wonderful free-flowing attacking football and they went out with that and that was their game plan to, to shithouse us yeah. and try and ruffle us up and ruffle our feathers um, and I'm so fucking glad it didn't work for them because yeah, bollocks was, to that kind of exactly football. it was almost a Holland in the World Cup final yes exactly situation one, yeah. one of the things that impressed me most um, and it was a shame we conceded the, the, the late equaliser was um, Harry Kane in the second half he, he didn't do a lot in terms of threat on goal but, but the work in terms of being a target man holding up play winning a hell of a lot of free kicks yeah 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 we were talking about um, that in, yeah. in their half you know he did such a good job and it, it would have been largely thanks to him had we won yeah. one nil in like I, I also thought, in such a shift I also thought he showed a lot of intelligence in the first half when he realised that there wasn't enough in midfield for us to control the game and he 
drop deep yeah. because he's like there's no point in me being up front because I'm never going to see the ball so I'll come back deep I'll try and win the ball and he was actually better at controlling that midfield than, than Lingard and Ali had been and you, and you clocked I think Jono didn't you their centre half was following him out yeah. every time he did that yeah. and so, so so that was pulling them around and making them lose their shape like I think in the, uh, Milan or whatever his name was he was he was good to be fair yeah. and he scored the, uh, the equaliser yeah well both played. their centre backs were good but um, even their equaliser there was an enormous slice of luck really because yes, yeah. you know the guy he got a good head on it but he, he he wasn't trying to head it down so it bounced in the one square <laughs> inch of space above the yeah. head was he no no, no yeah, he, he misheaded it but fortune. But but yeah, I mean, I I, I, I just still think... I still very much question Trippier's haircut. I don't know if that influenced the goal, <laughs> but that fringe, like fringe situation, I don't understand that. It's very odd. I I just don't think he's kind of like blessed with a very manageable kind of hair. You know, like, I just I want just, to brush it back. Yeah. I just want to brush it back a bit. But going quickly back to Harry Kane, though, like legitimate captain's performance very as well. Legit. And there was oh, lots yeah. of talk about whether it should have been given to Jordan Henderson because because he's done that kind of like that chatting that that. That kind of geeing up of the yeah. side and all of the kind of coaching on the pitch stuff, um, but from Harry Kane today, he he really genuinely stepped up because everybody was talking about to, about him after like the um, the Tunisia game to a degree, the Panama game as being like kind of poacher that that kind of just like that that Gary Lineker centre forward who just mm. gets things from a short range. But today, I think he demonstrated he's got a much much bigger grasp of the game than that. I think what I thought he was fucking brilliant. Yeah. I really did. I'd have, if, if we're going to start, if we're going to talk a little bit about about the uh, about the performance. I, I really think we we struggled to create any opportunities. And that was the sad part. And, and there was a period of the match around the kind of 60th minute where we'd done Colombia. We had done yes. it. And I just thought that was when we should be pushing on. I'd have loved to have seen a more attacking substitution from Sharp Chip at that point, just yeah. to say now is the moment that we're yeah. going to go for it. Because we could have killed them. Yeah. We could have killed them in we the could, but I, I think we were I think we were suffering a little bit from being in totally uncharted waters at that point. We yeah, had not sure. been in that situation in any game so far this this tournament nor has that side no. under Gareth Southgate and there is still they are still learning and picking up an awful lot at the moment uh, I think you're right I think there was a degree of caution about yeah. uh, about our play and it would have been nice to have just amped up that little thing but I, I genuinely suspect what happened to Japan against Belgium might have might well have been in the back of their heads at that yeah, point yeah possibly uh, so, mm. and it's yeah, something I, that you see with more experienced managers caution. Sorry, sorry, you'll go on. No, I, th I think it was caution because we were still on top at that point. Even, yeah. You know, we, we we were the better team throughout, really. And, you know, he, he's not the kind to throw caution to the wind and bring on a couple of extra attacking players to try and kill a game. You know, he, he's, he's as, you know, cautious is the word, isn't it? But, he probably thought we're on top. Let's just try and carry on the way we are. But exactly what happened is the number one risk of that kind yeah, of yeah, play. Yeah, it yeah, really yeah. is. And yeah. when we were punished a little bit. So, But again, I think part of that was... Because because we were expecting Colombia to we were saying you know Raheem Sterling is going to get his chance now because he's going to have lots of little gaps and space to run into but they didn't have that and I, we remarked in the first half didn't we it felt like the Tunisia game yeah because yeah, Colombia were just yeah. sat deep and they yeah. they came to destroy the game they came to to block the game down I mean they had some spells of pressure and everything but like they never that created but anything. they didn't I mean apart from that that incredible the yeah. best save in the world ever yeah, save yeah, yeah. that and Pickford had to make no save did he apart no, from that no, and the goal that's right so. And, I, I do think it, it's something that comes with experience. If you look at the, the kind of managers that make risky substitutions, it's the top managers in the world. It's the ones that have been around the block for a long time. You know, yeah. like uh, Alex Ferguson, Jose Mourinho, you know, Rafa Benitez. Like these guys know exactly when to make that substitution. I just don't think, 
I don't think Gagey's quite there. Yet. Well, he's still learning, isn't he? He's still learning the craft. Um, but I, I would also say a caveat to that is all of those managers are doing it with an absolutely world class team. Yeah, sure, and he's sure, not sure. doing that with a world class team. I do think though that there are there are times where where I, I feel like we've got players on the bench that can do as good or a better job mm-hmm. as those that are on the pitch. Yeah. And that the, there isn't a risk, you know, to, oh, yeah. to, to replace yeah. Sterling with, with bacon rashers, you know? Like, I don't think there's a risk there, really. But I, I, I think I think Scatman did play it fairly well, certainly in extra time. Um, <laughs> yeah. To bring him... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to keep a straight face getting that one. <laughs> <laughs> when, when he bought Vardy on. Vardy yes. didn't appear to do a lot but he was just a good outlet when everybody else was getting tired you know yeah. he was making the runs and he got you know he, he just held the ball up and just gave everyone else a break for a few yeah, minutes I think part so of the- I think he did make a couple of substitutions sort of w- with sort of stretching the game in mind. Yeah, part of the problem for poor old Vards was that as soon, almost as soon as he came on, Harry Kane's legs completely went. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, Kane was playing right in the centre circle, Carlton Palmer style, because yeah. I think he had nothing left. <laughs> so, I, I, I mean, just a mad, mad game on all sides. It, it really was. It was. It was so typically England, and yet ended in such an atypically England yeah. fashion. Yeah. Um, I, I love the fact we're creating new history, though, because we're going to be talking about this game like we've talked about some of those games in the past. Except this time, we came out on top. Yeah, Amazing. and and I mean, just think of all the lads who are like early twenties. I mean, we're we're obviously we've been around the block, and we remember '96 beating yeah. Spain on pen. But a, a, an enormous amount of England fans will never have seen us win a penalty shootout ever. Yeah. yeah, well, like they were saying, like like. Alexander Arnold and whoever our second youngest player is um, weren't born the last time we won a penalty shootout in a major tournament. <laughs> so, like, right, I think I think we're just going to have to take a little break. Everybody, calm down. We'll take a little breather. We'll come back and we'll discuss some other stuff that's happened. I think since since we other stuff has happened. I think so. Maybe. Kidding? <laughs> yeah, we'll have a little chat about that. We'll be back in a minute. Their mind now is free. It certainly is. I mean, in that case, it wasn't relevant for him to say that. But <laughs> no, now, no. But this time it is. Now it, it is. really, really is. Neil, you got a cheeky little stat for us. Yeah, it's, it's a sort of it's a slightly sobering slash depressing one, really. We're <laughs> oh my God! Bring us down, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring the whole problem. We're, we're getting into the the business of the tournament now, and you know, and it's getting really exciting. Something like 88 percent of the games in this entire World Cup have happened now. <laughs> it's like 12 oh, really? yeah. Yeah. They are the big ones, yeah. though, aren't they? They, the they big are ones. the really big ones. Yeah, and it just it just made me think back. You know, we've had what three weeks of this now, um, and just sort of reminiscing about, about it's been. You know, it's such a good World Cup. It's been one of the best, hasn't it? I think. Uh, they, I, there, it there, might, yeah. There are there are plenty of people who are, are calling it the best. Like, I wow. mean, obviously not that everybody's not that everybody's sat through all of them, but, yeah. <laughs> but like you know, um, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a it's belter. Been I mean, fucking brilliant. To be Absolutely honest, brilliant. I think they are just generally getting better and better because I remember in South Africa thinking this is the best World Cup I've seen for a long time. Like, yeah. and like, if I remember rightly, South Africa was filled with wonder goals. They were like fantastic goals yeah. left, right, and centre. And so I think this World Cup will be maybe remembered for the fantastic games because there has been game after game of incredible action. I've, I've, I've got another stat, actually, Go and, it, and it, will, it will annoy you. On the last part, you, you were saying in that Spain game, Spain completed a thousand, a thousand and however many passes. I don't know if that was me. That was me, yeah. that was Andy, And yeah. it was all from Ramos to Pique and back. <laughs> Apparently, in that game, Ramos completed a hundred and something, and it was the most passes by any player in World Cup history yeah. ever. 
says. <laughs> that does annoy me. Uh, but, but I mean, it's 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 wow. a shit stat given that it would, they were, all of them were to yeah exactly they were three meters away from PK. <laughs> I did I did think that the a stat might be might have been broken today because there was a period of play and actually we should mention this I know that we finished with England but we're not no we're never finished <laughs> uh, because I think it was one of the most fantastic little sort of mini performances of all time Harry Maguire in in added yeah. time. Oh my god, every header he won. Imperious. One after the other, he was winning them. Maybe like six or seven big headers in a row. And then he still comes to the empty to charge forward and try and make something for him. I'm loving that guy more and yeah. more. Yeah. It, it, I find it so difficult to believe that he's one of our junior centre halves yeah. in the squad. Yeah. He genuinely is. He is he is a fucking Goliath. Yeah. I love him. You can the see why. Like that, that mean next season he'll he'll get a standing ovation at every yes. round. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Be a national hero. It's yeah. absolutely fantastic, and you can see now. You know, you you know, I've always stayed in my hatred for Gary Cahill, but thank God for Harry Maguire. You know, yeah. thank God for Harry Maguire. What a fantastic job he's doing. Uh, right. So sorry, we were going to talk about some of the other fantastic games. So now uh, we'll go back to the weekend because there were there were two very very good games and two very very bad games that we haven't spoken about so uh i think we'll start with we'll start with a good one shall we belgium versus japan yeah so belgium versus japan now that was you know obviously the irony is in in this got over talked about all the fucking time and it basically brought everybody to tears but everybody was saying oh now we've got colombia that's a difficult one and look, look they've got the easy one yeah. with japan should we all be on that so blah, blah, all that bullshit um Japan then suddenly shocked the fuck out of everybody yeah. by taking a 2 0 lead and deserved 2 0 lead against Belgium. Yeah. yeah, it was an absolutely wonderful yeah, performance. They were, they were magical. They were magical. I mean, I mean, they've, they've even been compared to uh, Spain in 2010, the way they were uh, yeah, you know, yeah. passing the ball well, around. It was I, fantastic. I, I, I thought they had a couple of fantastic performers. Shinji Kagawa, I thought, was excellent yeah. again. Like, yeah. what a class, what a class ad. And Inui, who I think has just signed a contract for somewhere in Spain, maybe, or, okay. or Italy, but a fantastic player, 30, 30 or 31 years old but fucking hell an amazing playmaker yeah it just gets, um, gets involved in everything as yeah. well and like n- yeah, nothing quite. they do is really overstated is it but it's but but there's kind of like a really busy tidy yeah. and really really kind of fucking accurate kind of technical game that they play and, yeah. and Inui is in the centre of everything yeah. all of that he's yeah. a great they move player. the ball fast you know they move the did, ball did you see as well after the game they they tidied up the changing room afterwards and it was absolutely spotless. Yeah, it was immaculate. They left a thank you note to the hosts to say thank you for having us in the World Cup. Brilliant. And (laughs) even after that, the defeat under those circumstances, their their supporters went around and tidied the stadium again like they always do. And I just saw... What a fucking amazing way to, 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 to kind of Behave, it's right? great, I mean, isn't it's... it? And I saw some uh, some headlines from Japanese newspapers, and they were all positive. They were all saying, you know, what an incredible tournament we've had. That game gave us hope that there's stuff in the future. And what they acknowledge, and it's great for the media to acknowledge this and actually support the team. And they said basically all that was proven in this game was that we still don't have the physicality to get yeah. through games against big teams from the West. And that is just something we have to deal with. And if you look at how that result happened, it's exactly that. You know, they lost because they were smaller and weaker. 
And that's well, really what it was. Well, just look at the two subs that they brought on late late yeah. in the second half, Belgium. It was Fellaini and Chadley. Exactly. Two, two players that are yeah. like 6-2 and 6-4. Yeah, or exactly. And it's very hard when you're bullied, you know, and you're yeah. tired already. Yeah. But the skill, like if they, if they were if they were to be judged on the skill, uh, the quality of their play, wow, they were far and away better than, than Belgium. And I really thought it was an injustice, really. Like, good comeback from Belgium, but it was an injustice, I felt, at the end. Yeah, it I, was. I think it, it did show that, that Belgium do mean business and yeah. you know if England had gone two down and won three two we'd be saying you know we're going to win the World Cup wouldn't yeah. we so you know it shows that Belgium are a quality side I, I was very close just before the end to texting on the, the group chat what that you know De Bruyne hasn't done much this game has he half a length of the field and perfectly weighted pass so but I, I thought it showed a, you know it showed how good they can be I think they're eminently beatable and I think our, our dream of them beating Brazil is maybe a bit uh, a bit ahead of its yes, time yes no I, 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 I think there's I think there's a good game there I, yeah. I really do think there's a good game there I think they um, Belgium have got problems at the back there's no doubt about it I mean Vincent Company came back and it's fucking amazing how he managed to go through 120 yeah. minutes like that after yeah. you know after being like like out injured for basically yeah. the last and still 10 years a big physical like, stint as well it wasn't like he was just standing around he was all over the place yeah um but but nevertheless they they are you know they they've, they've got they've got I think, issues at the back i think haven't they belgium and i think a decent side on their day will will cause them a lot of problems and i think brazil have got that ability haven't they? they've got a lot going forward so but you, you've got to think that someone like hazard he's got to come alive at some point he's, uh, he's shown flashes yeah, but he's maybe. not had the the man of the match game that he has so often for Chelsea he's got to do something and I just hope it's against Brazil and I, one of the things I also want to say about Belgium as well is like no twatting around no fucking yeah, around true. like they legit they're yes. playing legitimate football and they're yeah. trying to play decent football and no no diving no cheating no play acting unlike Brazil yes. uh, who were once again at the forefront of shenanigans versus Mexico but I think what they did show there was that they are a a, a very good side they took care of Mexico quite easily in the end and uh, I think I think they're coming together actually I think they're building momentum at the right time what I do think is that they could do with playing a game without Neymar yeah I they, agree. they could really do with playing without him because I think they don't need him and, and I, they look very dangerous without him I think you know that in that midfield with like Paulinho playing there Paulinho is becoming an incredible player now like an absolute world beater Paulinho and Coutinho as well yeah, I, I, I think he's one of the players of the tournament so yeah. far I think he's been fucking yeah. incredible I, I think really Bobby Firm like yeah. they, they could easily drop Neymar and bring on Bobby Firmino and, yeah, it's harsh. and that would be an improvement to it's, the harsh. Side. it's yeah. harsh for me that Bobby Firmino hasn't started any games yet he's only come on as yeah. a sub got himself bagged himself a World Cup goal bagged, though, which is goal, which yeah. is nice uh, and yeah Neymar, Neymar did get a goal and assist I think in the end so fair play to him I suppose but what, what well, about? That, that game showed, showed what we hate about him because the goal and the assist were really good but then it's yeah. all the other stuff isn't it the, the benefit of him rolling around is you do get loads afterwards of his antics <laughs> there was the one of him rolling along the side of the pitch then he turned into the balloon that yeah that got popped yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was great yeah that was really good I think but he is like I saw an article I saw an article uh, today and the headline just simply said 
is Neymar the internet's most hated player? <laughs> I was like, he's single-handedly ruining his own image in this World Cup. And I think part of that is that because he plays uh, for French team, we don't see that much of him. We might have seen him when he played for Barcelona, but he was a different player really at that point. And we, we see him occasionally in the Champions League because PSG can't do very well in that. Uh, and so I think a lot of people have heard about Neymar and they've heard this name, ah, oh, the incredible Neymar, the world's most expensive player. And they see this and they think, the fuck is this? Imagine if if Harry Kane did that kind of shit. I mean, it it'd be it'd be embarrassing. Yeah, it, it would, it would yeah. be embarrassing. It is it is a like criminal waste of a prodigious talent yeah. because the guy yeah, has man. got such incredible skills. But he if he continues to play like that, he will never be a good footballer. Yeah, there, you know. There, yeah. there was a quote I read, and unfortunately I've forgotten who it was from, but it was from a a, a prominent ex. Brazilian international um, I think it was someone like Leandro or, right. or whoever um, and, and he said uh, this was a few years ago and he said um, I, I think we might have created a monster <laughs> when, when talking about um, about the man and um, I, I think they're probably right I mean I think that the Brazilian people and the Brazilian media, media build him up to such an ex- extent that he feels like he perhaps he feels like he has to do this well, I mean, that's, because there's so much pressure on his shoulders that's kind of Messi's problem as well isn't it I mean yeah. I did tell you about that did I tell you about that the Argentinian website a, f- a football a sports website called Ole um, and it's got all of these tabs there's one which is tennis one which is football one which is rugby <laughs> one which is Messi <laughs> one which is golf and like yeah, they've already got a football move. they've got a tab on there that's just him yeah. you imagine that on a British yes. sports website and it's, it's the same thing for him and I think you're right that is the Neymar rightly or wrongly he sees himself as the talisman like he sees himself yeah. as like the Pele the man or yeah. the Maradona for Argentina the person who's there to kind of lead and strive them but actually they've got enough decent players they don't need somebody like that that's the thing he's surrounded by amazing players but as well even, I mean, look even at, look so at, look at William he had yeah. a Cracking game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even so, you don't see Messi writhing around on the floor no, no. like a fucking child. No, because so, he has zero emotions. He does. Like, <laughs> like, I think whenever you hear people like giving him shit for like, oh, strutting around the pitch, it's like, I don't think I've ever seen him show any emotion. Of any, he always looks identical. Even when they're going out of the World Cup, he looks fucking the same. Uh, but, you know, I think... I just really don't know what Neymar thinks he's doing with these antics because I think maybe they're acceptable in his view or from his background but even at Barcelona like can you imagine like well there's a fantastic video of Carlos Puyol like dragging up people that are diving all the time and and the the, love Puyol (laughs) the the world still needs players like that you know and I think Neymar he's really hurting himself at this World Cup yeah he needs the trouble is players like that get surrounded by yes men particularly when you go for 250 fucking million or whatever it was yeah. um, you, you just get surrounded by people telling you how amazing you are and how great you are and how to keep doing what you're doing keep doing what you're doing and he spent his entire life being told he's right and being told yes. he's amazing right. so on Saturday we had some amazing games we saw the uh, France-Argentina match and we saw Kylian Mbappe be, be awesome and all that other lovely stuff but Sunday was a sort of dour affair including Croatia versus Denmark, which is possibly one of the most disappointing matches of the tournament so far. It was a stinker. 
It was. We did. We did talk about this on the last. Did one, we didn't talk we? about yeah. this one? Did yeah, we talk we about did. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just for your amusement, I, I joined that game late. I missed the first five minutes, so I didn't even see the goal. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 I know. A, I know of a lot of people that happened to. They just are kind of. Oh, if I finish tidying up after dinner or whatever, I'll miss the first five Jeez. minutes. And yeah, the only two good things that happened in that game. Yeah. Well, it was obviously so forgettable that we forgot that we even talked about yeah, it. So yeah. we won't do that again. Uh, but we did. Uh, we did miss another game on Monday, didn't we? That was um, yes. Well, no, no. The only other game that we haven't spoken about now is the um, is the game from like, this afternoon. So that's oh, Switzerland, of course, yeah, Sweden. Switzerland, Sweden. Another pretty, pretty oh. depressing affair. I mean, well, I, I, I I didn't see it, and and I'm well, really glad because I think I've only missed crap games so far. It was won by another goal. Which it I was. Appreciate. I think I think the goal the goal kind of matched the game <laughs> in its quality. Walk us through it, John. But it, it was basically just a deflection. It wasn't even a particularly good shot, but, right. but the deflection took it into the, the opposite top corner that, that it was actually going. So I think Sweden could not count themselves I, very, very lucky. I didn't see the game, but I've seen the highlights, and it seemed to be dominated by awful, awful misses, like yeah. high and wide yeah. shots. Yes, they were. I saw a few, including one on the six-yard line from a Swedish player that went almost directly up. <laughs> it was quite <laughs> magical. So the question, the question is, will will G Wiz change his tactics for for the game against for uh, Sweden? Sweden? I think Sweden will be a much more comfortable affair for England. I think they know what they're getting from well, Sweden you, you, much more so than they did from Colombia. You say that, but I do I do think Sweden are going to camp quite heavily. Yeah, in their sure, own, sure. In their but own half. we've also played them fairly recently in a friendly, and you know, obviously they had Zlatan, I suppose, at that time. But uh, I think they're a team that we understand. Most of the players play in our league, right? So there's a ton of players that we already know. There'll be a lot of research on all those guys. And I just think this game against Colombia, I'm always worried when we play South American opponents because it's so different from the way we play. And we're not used to that level of nonsense that no. always goes along with South American yeah. teams. The Swedish won't do any of that. That's it will true. be a pretty stand-up fight, you know. And uh, I think we'll be much more comfortable with it. Whether we're I, good I enough to beat them or not, I don't we, know. We should be better, better than Sweden to a greater extent that we should have been better than Colombia on yeah. paper. I don't think Sweden offer yeah. much. I think G string might make a few changes possibly <laughs> come on Neil come on so close um, but, you know people Sterling and Ali he may shuffle yeah. the pack in that area a bit because there's a few fresh legs on the bench but generally I, I can see it being pretty much the I'm, same 11. I'm pretty happy about the lack of attacking you know the, the real lack of attacking quality that they've got mm. um, and I, I wonder now given given that they have got through to the quarter final I wonder how Ibra feels now about bowing out because if he'd have won, if he'd have wanted to come, he could have been, he would have been uh, selected. Uh, I think secretly he's proper pissed yeah. off. I imagine he is. I mean, he's got know, he's got a big enough ego to to, yes. to to be annoyed by the fact but, that Sweden are doing well without him. Yeah. At the same time, would they be doing this well yeah, with him? Because 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 they would be they would be doing that Wales thing yeah. of, of of playing everything through him, yeah. um, and he's knackered. Um, an old and and maybe we wouldn't see them as the cohesive unit that they have yeah, shown true. themselves to be in this tournament. He so can maybe finish better than Marcus Berg, though. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But is I can finish. To Henningberg. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Let's say. Let's say so. It's his daughter. So, in other in other interesting news since we were last on. John, something happened with the Argent, Argentine uh, crew there. What, you, you're talking about the amazing news for um, the Argentinian... El, El Diego, yeah. Yeah, the Argentinian people. So Mar Maradona has come out 
and said that he will manage the Argentinian team for free. Good for him. <laughs> what a gent. I mean, they've got to get him in, haven't they? That's a bargain. What a true gent. Because imagine, I'm, imagine I'm, how much ridiculousness will happen. Yeah. It, it, would be, it would be, if nothing else, fucking hilarious yeah, for the rest of it. Because they would be... I mean, they're a big enough circus as it is. And yeah. can you imagine how much of a circus that that that, that, oh, that would side be would become? I mean, surely some like in, like in a Gaza to Mar- 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 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he could do with a break, couldn't he, Gaz? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think putting him in the focus of the media <laughs> no. glare in that kind of way is necessarily the right thing probably, for him. Probably or, a good point. Fella. Um, but yeah, I think Sampaoli will surely... That's, that's, that's it for Sampaoli. And uh, another crazy thing happened. John, tell us about what's going on in the uh, Deutsche... What do the, they call it? DFB. The DFB. Yeah, the, the, the German FA, basically. Right. Um, yeah, they've... They've allowed uh, Yugi Lerv to stay. I, uh, Very strange. That's because it would have cost so much to pay him off, though, right? <laughs> well, I, I, I can't help but think exactly the same thing. So I think there's two there's two things that saved his job, essentially. It's his, his past record. I mean, he did win the World Cup four years ago. So that's, there is that. But, but also the fact that he signed this four-year contract um, not you know, two weeks before the start of the, the World Cup. Yeah. Um, so I just I just think he's, uh, he's, he's quite a lucky man to still have a job. Yes, indeed. Right then, can anybody tell me what the quarterfinals are? The round of eight, can you tell me? Uh, the round of eight, the, yeah. uh, the eight. double quad final. R8. Uh, so Friday afternoon is Uruguay-France. Yeah. Friday evening, Brazil-Belgium. Saturday after, uh, so yeah. Saturday afternoon, Sweden, England. Saturday evening, Russia, Croatia. So we're going to do some, right. do some predictions for this. Uh, yeah, I suppose we probably should. So let's start with oh, the first we, of do, those. Do we, do, do, we have, do we have the the quarterfinal predictions oh, that we yeah. did? We did the, the quarterfinal predictions, you, didn't you, we? You've thrown me into it. Well, I'm not should prepared. Should, in, the, in the meantime, should I should I read out the uh, the top three goal scorers? Yeah, yeah, do Go it. On, um, so. Third, third, third to first. Let's third, build it up. Third to first. <laughs> In so, number three. Third is Cristiano Ronaldo. With he, out. He's, he's not out. scoring anymore. He's, he's out. He's, he's, he's not gone. He's, he's done. not scoring he's anymore. <laughs> uh, second, we've got Romelu Lukaku with four. And... Yeah. Who's who's first on six? It's Barry. With, with, with a goal every 46 minutes... It's Barry. Wow. That's insane. I, I can't believe it. Um, and, and I love the fact that, that half of them are penalties as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, seriously, though, that, that guy has now done taken four penalties and scored every single one of them. The third of which, that the, the penalty in normal time in the first half, first half, start the second half of that game, start the second half, um, after so much shithousing um, from the Colombian players. Excuse, excuse you. Yeah, um, yeah, so so much shit, or, sh- twatting around in the penalty area after the after the penalty was awarded. Um, for him to, to, to stand up and take that penalty with like the brass bollocks that he did was just incredible. Uh, I... I think that's one of the most nervous I have ever been watching a football match. Watching him take that penalty. Yeah. yeah I, I was I, I I can't believe he did it. It was uh, it was stunning. Um, Absolutely stunning. So so what so what do people normally win the, the golden boot on? It's like it's usually it's six, like six or seven, seven goals, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think so. Come on with six, uh, yeah, so last time it was uh Rodriguez, I think he was on six. 
I thought it was maybe seven, but six. Yeah, I think Ronaldo, big proper Ronaldo, got perhaps seven or eight in his prime. Yeah, it's rare. It's, it's very, it's very rare to get above six. I mean, people have yeah. won it with like five as well. And in, in fact, I think was it ninety four where it was only four goals that won won the Golden Boot. Although it was uh, joint joint top scorer. Right. Okay. So after after spending five minutes trying to log into my account on the uh, computer, I realised yeah, yeah. I could just had it on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Right, we've got these very wrong, lads, I'm afraid. Oh, so, uh, so we called uh, France to be Argentina. Uh, so that no. was wrong. We called Portugal to be Uruguay. Hang on, no, France Wait, didn't France, be, did France be Argentina. Be... Oh, sorry, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, so yes, France, yeah, sorry. France, we got correct. We we called Portugal to be uh, Uruguay. No, we did. Uh, we did. Who we, said that? We called... Might be me. <laughs> <laughs> we called Mexico to beat Brazil. <laughs> Shit. Uh, we did call Belgium to beat Japan. Yeah. Uh, we had Spain to be Russia. Oh dear. Uh, we did have Croatia to be Denmark. Yeah. We had Switzerland to be Sweden. Ooh. And we had England to be Colombia. So, so we, we've it's got probably 50 50 So uh, let's make our predictions then for France versus Uruguay, Andy. Uh, France. Ooh, quite quite comfortably um, uh, yeah Cavani's taken a, well, he's taken an injury hasn't he I, I, I worry that he's not going to be able to make it uh, I think they are they, I mean they've obviously still got Suarez but Suarez and Cavani worked so well together in that Portugal game and I, and I think they're going to need something like that to, to, to give them the oomph against France I think France got too much quality yeah. um, and, 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 I, and I, th- I think at the moment France for me are the favourites to win the tournament so I think France will win that Right, Neil, Belgium versus Brazil. In in hope rather than expectation, I'm yes. going to say Belgium. Well really be Brazil. I think they are good enough. You know, they got the players. They on their day, they should be good enough. I just hope they have their day and put two or three past Brazil and, and go through to the semi-finals. I think I think this one could be the tie of the quarters for me. I mean, Brazil against Belgium, I and mean, you've got some cracking players on the pitch there. As, as long as uh, it'd be nice to see Belgium click um, a bit more than they have done so far. I totally agree. John, England versus Sweden. Well, there's only one answer here, isn't Obviously. there? Obviously. Yeah. Sweet Sweden, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> no, Eng- England all the way. England to win. And yeah. then uh, in the final uh, tie in the round of eight, we have uh, Croatia versus Russia. Say Russia. I am I'm going for the host nation, Russia, to continue their charge towards World Cup glory. It, it would also be an easier semi-final for us. So. I want to see the big man, Jubev, yeah. towering above the oh, he's, a, he's He's got three goals so far. So he's, he's He's still in the He's, he's still in the, in the hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's got to get... A hat trick, I guess. Yeah, I do. I I, th- I think Russia's legs are going. I think they 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 looked ri- they looked awfully leggy by the end of that. Yeah, Spain you feel game. maybe they've had their magic moment. Yeah. But but I also think Croatia uh, are not as good as we all thought they were. I so. thought Croatia were poor against yeah, Denmark. Very poor. Yeah, I really cool. did. I was really disappointed. In so I that think game Russia was... have a chance for sure. Yeah, yeah, they have a chance. Right, I think we need to draw things to a close, yeah. boys. I, it's, it's, we've all had a long night. Yeah. <laughs> we've all had a bit of fun. Neil's basically falling asleep. <laughs> so I, think, I think we need to wrap it up. Well, what an incredible, incredible evening of World Cup football. For once, for once, England come out on top. So it's time to say goodbye, Andy. Yeah, goodbye, everybody. Neil? Good night. Say goodbye, Jono. Good night. 
and please uh, look, find us up on uh, WorldyPod on Twitter WorldyPod on Instagram email us at WorldyPod at gmail.com find us on Spotify and all those other places including Tuning Radio and we will see you next time on Worldy bye bye Oh yes, all aboard the love train.